Hey everybody, it's Matt here. And before we get to the episode today, I just want to invite you to slay this giant of sexual sin with us. I want to invite you to consider doing an event with us. We have so many different kinds of events that we could do. There's events for men, there's events for men and women, events for parents, for youth, for young adults. There's Sunday morning preaching. Um, some of the events that we do are for our one-time things and some are weekend-long conferences. And so if this is on your heart and you'd like to address sexuality and porn in your church or in your circle, in your ministry or whatever that might look like, uh, I would invite you to go to restoredministries.ca slash events. You can see what's possible there with some things that we've done in the past. And we're also very flexible with working with different event organizers and, and churches in what it can look like for their particular setting. And so if you have it on your heart to carry the message forward of, of freedom and wholeness and health over sexual brokenness, I would love to chat about what that might look like. Go to restoredministries.ca slash events. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see my email and feel free to email me. We can hop on a Zoom call together and look at what doing an event together might look like for you. Hey, Peer Victory Tribe. We recently interviewed Chandler Rogers from the Relay app. Yeah, you can hear his personal story and the story of why Relay was created on episode 141. Chandler personally overcame a struggle with compulsive pornography use, and then he used his experience to give back to others by creating Relay, a group-based recovery app for people wanting freedom from addictive sexual behavior. He basically built what he wished he had during his healing journey, tools to manage recovery goals, an SOS button to reach out when feeling triggered, and a system for accountability with peers, all in a private, safe space. So you can find out more about the Relay app in the show notes and learn more about it or join a recovery group at www.joinrelay.app. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Brad and Hey, welcome back to the Pure Victory Podcast. Hope you're doing well. Excited to be with you. Matt here, half bro across from me. <laughs> I'm excited just listening to you. You're pumped up today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking Pure Victory and helping people and... Uh, Helping ourselves, man. The coolest thing sometimes about preaching, not the coolest. I mean, the coolest is having others impacted yeah. by the Lord. But but we just get so much when we teach, right? Or put oh, things together. We 100%. just, we're ta- chatting here, not recording. And just like, oh, what about this? What about this? And it, it's just fun chatting through things. Oh, and the way God works in that. And oh, man, it's so fun that way. Like you just, we're on this journey with you too, listening. Like we're learning with you. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah, it we is. enjoy that. It is, so, yeah, pumped for sure. Hey, what's your motivation for quitting porn? If you're out there listening, you're driving, just think about that. What What is your motivation? To, at the start of this episode, I'd love for you to identify one or two things that are your main motivations, and, and not like what should it be, not what's the right answer, yeah. but what is it? Like that's that's the real true and proper answer is, is if you're on this pursuit of wanting to get um, free of porn, free of masturbation, free of looking up images or lingering a little long on social media when you see different pictures or people. Uh, what's your motivation for that? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I can speak for myself because we were just talking about it. Back when I was really struggling, I, I literally don't know if I had any other motivation other than I knew it was wrong and I knew it was dirty and I shouldn't do it. And I don't think I was, I don't think I was deep enough to go beyond that. I think that's where I was. And if you're there, I, I honestly think that's pretty common. I've talked with different people where, it's just well, it's wrong. Yeah, it's sinful. Shouldn't do it. Pretty much right. And I, I'll say though, most of the people that we see get free have a deeper motivation than that. Yeah, 
And it's so true. it's really important to highlight because even if that's all you can say, I really believe that there are motivations in your heart or in your mind that maybe you haven't identified yet, but, uh, but that are driving you. And so we are hoping to draw some of that out just to increase maybe the motivation or your urgency in dealing with any form of loss that you might be struggling with. And around your motivations, there's a lot of beliefs that come out of that too, which is why it's good to know your start point here. And I think our motivation is a great start point of, of um, understanding where we're coming from, why we want to get where we're, we're wanting to go. And, and I mean, once we get this, we can have a clearer picture sometimes because our motivations are powerful. They are. And sometimes we've never really thought about it. I mean, what Matt was talking about is so true. My motivations were I didn't want to feel bad anymore. Yeah. Like I just felt so bad all the time. I, 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 I'll use the word. I hated it. I hated the fact that I didn't know how to deal with life. I felt out of control. I hated that I would go to the computer, the laptop, and you know, I might be doing something innocent, like looking at email or researching something, but I knew that my path would just end up looking at porn again. And I hated that. I hated that. That was a regular occurrence in my life. And my motivation was pretty much, I don't want to feel bad anymore. Well, that might sound like a great motivation, but uh, for me, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. It wasn't the thing that I needed to have a clearer picture of where God wanted to take me, um, what he, uh, what his motivation behind this. And that's a great point that you're making, Matt, is what God's motivation is in this. But I didn't understand that. I didn't understand my value, my worth. I was really distracted by um, maybe some inner beliefs that, were dragging me down a path of of just trying to perform over and over again. And when I didn't perform, I would feel really bad, really shamed, um, really guilty, really down and dejected on myself. And you might be listening and thinking, yeah, I can relate to that. And it's, it's you know, I hear you too, if that's what you relate to. Um, I, I just want to say that's why we're doing this particular episode is because let's discuss what your motivations are behind this. And that is a great question, that, Matt, that you had for, for everybody is what is your motivation? And if you do need to take some time to think about it as we're talking about it, pause the podcast, think about it, pray about it, invite God into that moment, and maybe come back and keep listening. But let's think this through. We, want to not, we don't want you to feel bad on yourself if your motivation, you know, as we go through this, you realize, oh, that's not a good motivation. That's not the point of this, but just to have a clear picture. Mm-hmm. Sometimes our motivation can be identified by looking at our, our desires, right? So I, I always felt when I was watching porn that I wasn't significant. I wasn't making a difference in this world. Well, if I if I had the maturity of thinking to understand, hey, that's my motivation. I want to be significant. And just like you're saying, like I want to be used by the Lord and make a big difference. That was a big thing for me. And so when God came and, 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 and well, I'll say this first, like I, I prayed so hard for a couple of years, like give me, something give me one thing to hold on to mm-hmm. god god I, it seems nothing is strong enough and i would pray that like why why are different motivations not strong enough for me yeah but i'd be holding on to the wrong things and so i was praying like god give me one thing that's strong enough to, for me to hold on to you to quit this thing and finally he's like matt i want to use you but you've got to get pure and that was a, an answer to prayer that spoke exactly to my desire where i'd always thought man like I, no one's being impacted by my life. And then he spoke right to the, Hey, this can happen, but you've got to deal with this. And so it was cool for me because then that was a different motivation than I ever had before, where it was like a concrete thing. Like I knew God had plans for me mm-hmm. before that. I didn't really know. It wasn't super clear. I'm probably new in my head, but not my heart. 
that there were things that he had for me, but I don't even really know. It was just more my dreams that I was pursuing in life. But he's like, no, I have plans for you and I want you to deal with this. And it was like, okay, this is the motivation that I needed. Yeah. And from that day on, like he brought me on this healing journey and freedom journey. And I mean, I'm still on it. And so, so it, it's cool. But, yeah. um, but it was, God know, knew the motivation of my heart. And sometimes it's like he wants to speak to us. And if, and if you don't know, or if you're just like, yeah, it's dirty, it's wrong, but I don't know anything beyond that. Maybe it is important to pray and, not just pray one time, but for me, like I say, it was a couple of years of desperately praying this prayer. What What does your heart want? What do you want? And probably porn is getting in the way of this because it's not just the porn, but it's all the beliefs you have around yourself that come from porn too. Yeah, it's clouding your your overall vision, I think, of things. Um, we were just talking about this and uh, <laughs> before we came on. And, uh, you know, in football, there's, there's different tactics that uh, the enemy uses in our life. Um, that really fit within a football analogy here, but uh, it's diversionary tactic. Um, I don't know the exact play, what it's called, but... Uh, Somebody you know, out there knows a Super Bowl <laughs> fan, Super yeah. Bowl coming up at we're just, the time of recording. We're just a bunch of Canucks here, some Canadians. We only know hockey. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we lo- I like football, but man, some of these terms and these plays. Yeah, but um, anyways, it's uh, you, you're faking, you know, maybe a handoff, and the guy that's faking it fainting one way down the field so the defense uh, shifts over to try to block that guy whereas it's actually another player has a ball and runs down the field where the defense isn't anymore so it's a diversionary tactic right there's in warfare there's precedent for this too where an attacking force will still attack a point of defense but their main thrust their main attack comes in a different area it's just a diversionary tactic you know to draw our attention somewhere and the enemy does that with porn i think that any of you out there that have porn in your life, that seems to be it. That seems to be your world encompassing you right now. That's all you can think about. I don't want porn in my life anymore. Porn, 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 porn. Like that's all you're thinking about, whether you're looking at it or you don't want to look at it. You're being consumed by this thing. And we just want to tell you right now, we said it before, porn is a surface level manifestation of a deeper issue in your life. And we're missing it. So the enemy, what we're saying here is he's attacking this area with porn, which is a surface level attack, um, but deeper in your heart is where he's really attacking. So your beliefs about yourself, your value, your worth, you're not allowing God into those areas. You're only focusing on some performance-based things with porn. And you don't know that the real attack is coming at you as your person, your heart, which we would call your heart. And so you're hurting, but you're only focused on this one area. And the source of your pain is actually not addressed. And so that's why your inner beliefs, your inner motivations help us come back to our heart. If we're only focused on this one other area, our focus is diverted from where it really matters. And when we, we said, like, what is God's motivation? Well, he wants your heart. He wants all of you. And that's where he wants to work. So we got to come back to the heart. If you want a great motivation, you want your heart open to God fully. And let's come back here. That's why let's talk about motivations because um, a diverted motivation is, I feel bad. I don't want to feel bad anymore. Um, another one is, yeah, I don't think I can ever do ministry if I have porn in my life. You're diverted away from the heart thing, the relational aspect of where God really wants to work. Um, and, and sometimes that can distract us for years. We're focused on one track. We can't get off that track. We don't know how to get off that track. So we got to jolt ourselves in the sense of realizing, hey, my inner understanding of this maybe is a little bit 
it's it's not it's off. It's not centered where it needs to be. And I got to come back to understanding maybe my inner beliefs here and why I want to be free from porn first off, um, and why I want my heart open to God too. Because like, did you know that? As I'm sharing this, did you know that maybe our hearts can be closed to God at times, and and that may be what a real problem is here. <laughs> yeah, it was news to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, because in our heads we understand he's good and he's with yeah. us and all of that, but sometimes we just live years and years and and don't open our hearts up in certain areas yeah. to God where he's knocking. And um, this is this is one of those. And I was so impacted by this guy last year. He said, you know, there's a lot of talk and focus, and I mean, probably from me because <laughs> with my personal story, it was, hey, like Matt, I want to use you, but you got to get pure. And so. I took that in and I want to develop leaders and we are and we're seeing that happen and different people in pure freedom making an impact in pure freedom and in their churches and just amazing. But this guy in our group last year, he's he's like, you know, I felt like God said to me, it's not just about doing something for him. It's about he just wants me. Yeah. Because he's an intimate lover of my heart and he wants my heart. And so I wonder if that's for for you too. Like, do you want to intimately know Jesus? Because yeah. this is a block, and there's more for you. Mm. And well, here's a question: Like John ten ten says that He has an abundant life for you. He came so that we can have abundant life. When you hear that or read that, do you think that that's for you? Yeah. Because wow. I bet you want it. I bet if you knew that you could have that, you would go for it. Mm. But a lot of times these are the beliefs that come from when, especially when we've been defeated for something by something for years or decades, I don't believe I can have it. Well, what if you could, and what if this is just a block? And so when you hear that, I mean, I'm not just trying to talk finances, but like say you had to put up an investment of money to have that. Would it be worth it? Mm. It was, say you had to put up an investment of time. Would it be worth it? Say you had to talk to people or talk to your wife or talk to friends that you're scared to talk to. Would it be worth it? Well, not if you don't have your motivation. Not if you're just like, it's dirty and wrong and I should quit. Because that's kind of guilt motivated. Yeah, it's kind of negative motivated. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But when you're like, man, I have an abundant life that God has for me. And I know he has more for me. And I know that God, you, you want to love me. And, I, and you want me to experience your love in a greater way. And this thing is blocking it. Yeah. Well, now you're like, okay, in order to have that, well, I guess I can confess to someone who it's uncomfortable to confess to, mm. or I guess I can reach out for help. And so we really do need to get in line with with healthy motivation. And and that's part of where I, where we want to lead is not just like, hey, it's wrong, but well, like what could you get and what does God want for you? And there's different people that I've talked to where it, it's a really good thing that they say where, they're like, I'm just scared of getting caught or I'm scared of yeah. um, someone fear, looking fear at my phone. Right? It's yeah. fear-based, yeah. yeah. And they're like, I want my motivation to be good. I want it to be that I love God. And other people are just like, man, I ask them, like, why do you want to quit? They're like, I just love God. I'm hurting God's heart. Mm. And so it's it's beautiful that that intimacy is there. Yeah. Um, or, or at least the desire and motivation for intimacy with Jesus, right? And so, yeah, you could ask yourself even just on a foundational level, like is your motivation out of fear or out of yeah. guilt or shame or is it because you see the value that God has for you in your own life, that he's given you purpose and this is getting in the way or he's got love for you and it's getting in the way. Yeah, um, yeah there's different kinds of motivations in the heart. And sometimes that's hard to hear. Uh, I, I just want you to, like we, the radical, incredible love that God has for you knows no bounds. There's no limits to it. His love and acceptance for you is full it's complete 
and we look to Jesus and to see the love that he has for us is complete. It's not based on our works. It's not based on if I've done this or not done that. He loves you fully, and you need to hear that because sometimes our motivation can be, I don't want to disappoint people anymore. I feel worthless. Uh, you be, some of you guys out there, you might have told somebody like your wife in your life and the look of disappointment and pain on her, on her face, while understandable, is your motivation. And in, not in a good way. I mean, it's, it's good that we don't want to hurt our people that we love. But you, the, your motivation might be, I don't want to let people down anymore. Um, and your view of that is the same with God. You pr- transport that to God that he's always disappointed with you. And your motivation now is, I don't want to disappoint God. And I'm just going to say to you right now, do you think God's disappointed with you? Do you? And if you do, why? Because I'm going to tell you right now, yes, God calls us to a fuller life, to turn from our sin. But his love for you is complete. His acceptance for you is full. It's there for you at the ready. He loves you fully. And to think that he is like people in our life is not true. Mm-hmm. Um, he's so much more. He's, I remember Doug Balzer said this, Jesus is better than we know or think. Yeah. And it stuck with me and it's so true. And m- maybe you need to hear that. Jesus is so much better than you know or think. And uh, his love for you, the way he looks at you <laughs> is full of love and grace. Grace is a key word we want to touch on, but do you know that? It's not a face of disappointment when he's looking at you. It's a face of love and acceptance. Um, and that's there for you. And, and sometimes we need to understand that in our motivations because if it's, all it is is we don't want people to think bad about us, um, you know, that, that motivation can only get us so far because, it, again, it's out of a negative place, right? Mm-hmm. You want a bad behavior to stop. And I understand there's consequences to life and whatever else, but we need something more than that. And we'll get into some of those things. And, but I think the main motivation is to receive that love that God has for us and to be fully open, that channel with him, fully open um, to receive from him. And that fills our heart, that touches our heart in such a deeper way than just getting a behavior out of the way. Mm-hmm. I was thinking on the weekend of how Jesus responds to people in sin and how often does he actually talk to them about their sin? Like I haven't done a big study, but I was just going through different stories. Like he talks to them about like like their purpose, about his love for them, about believing in them, go in, go in peace. Um, go and sin no more. Like he believes in them. He yeah. wants them to live in peace. He he doesn't just talk about the sin and sometimes he doesn't at all. Yeah. It's like he just loves, he speaks peace, he speaks purpose. It's pretty amazing. And so there's a big motivation there for each one of us because we're all designed by God to want to receive his peace. And, uh, and you're talking about letting God down and it's a common thing. I feel like I got let God down. I heard someone though a couple of days ago say, I think it was someone said, I feel like I'm letting God down. And, and someone else was like, brother, you're not holding God up, man. Don't worry. <laughs> He's, he can take it. He yeah. can take it. <laughs> it's a big weight to hold him up. And so it's a big weight to think you're letting him down. Mm-hmm. He's okay. He looks at you, like you said, with, with, with love and acceptance yeah. and with care and compassion. And so there's, I'm quoting a lot of people here, but another person I, I read or heard recently said, I spend 90% of my prayer life receiving God's love. Wow. I was like, wow, <laughs> I don't do that. That's incredible. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. But I've been dwelling on that because how much could be transformed in our hearts when yeah. we just receive God's love? Like how much of our worry and our anxiety and our beliefs about ourselves would change if we like, if we just walk around every day like, man, God spoke to me about his love for me. Mm-hmm. We'd think differently about ourselves. Yeah. 
we wouldn't be motivated to go to porn anymore to escape because it's like, man, you're overwhelmed with God's love. And if you're hearing that and you're, you're like, I don't think I could feel that, it's probably because you haven't, mm-hmm. and that's okay. I mean, there's a few significant moments in lots of people's lives or in my life where it's like I felt or experienced God's love in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And other than that, it's like you just kind of have to know it. Be still and know that I'm God. Yes. And so if you don't know that, maybe open up your heart when you're tempted to go, man, God, I want to know your love. Mm-hmm. I want to, I know, I want to know and receive it. That's a, it's a motivation for all of us to, to have that because we all want to be accepted and all want to be loved. And so changing your motivation from, ah, oh, it's dirty. Oh, I shouldn't do it. Oh, I don't want to hurt people to, I want an intimate relationship with God yeah. and opening your heart in that way. That could be a beautiful thing. It is. And we have scripture, scriptural precedent for what we're saying. Like we go to the Bible on this stuff and like, we know God cares about your heart first above anything else in first Samuel. Um, it says, yeah, you know, people look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. He cares about your heart. And we're so focused on the outward. We're yeah, so, it's the diversion tactic. Totally, that's the diversion tactic. So we think that God only looks at that. If we don't have that right, we're, we're, we're not going to be accepted and loved by God. And while God cares about every aspect of our life, he does call us to a life uh, of obedience and faith with him to go and sin no more, right? But first he looks at our heart, always looks at our heart. And it's not a first and then he moves off from that. He always is looking at our heart. And um, from that, our outward is changed. So uh, we're transformed in that renewal. And it talks about our mind, renew our mind, but our heart, I mean, the, the central part of us, you know, is what God is, is, is concerned about. And um, if you want to know even more, uh, there's a difference here. Because like, talks about this in Galatians 5. If you want to read this, we don't we can't do a full justice here, but read in chapter 5 all the way from verse 1 all the way to verse 26. So read that, think about it, chew on it, wrestle with it. But really the gist of it is that as humans, one of the big struggles that we have is we're so focused on the outward and what we would call um, behavior, like the law. It's called law in this, but the law. So we feel like if we do good, um, we're justified by that. Whereas God says it's by grace that you are set free. It's, it's grace. And what does that mean? Well, God has grace for us. We don't deserve that grace based on anything we could do. Um, so when we receive that grace that he has for us, then our, we're transformed from the inward out. We're not transformed from the outward in. So that's really a key thing. So read that verse and hear what you know, the Holy Spirit is speaking through the writer here, Paul, uh, about what it means to live by grace or live by the law, which is our behavior. So, yeah, and in that chapter in, in Galatians 5, it says by trying to be justified by the law that we're alienated from Christ. So if we're trying to be good and then we're like, okay, well now I'm right with God because I'm good or free of porn. It actually is, it's a striving and like you're trying to do it all right. And it says you're alienated from Christ. Yeah. So it's like you're saying to receive God's grace, that's when you actually get intimate with him Mm -hmm. and that will lead to sin just kind of falling away. I was thinking recently, like somebody who is focused on the grace of God, when they screw up, they go to porn, they masturbate, whatever, they're focused on the grace of God. They don't live in perpetual shame and guilt, but they receive his forgiveness and love versus somebody who is totally free of this stuff. Yeah, like sober was a word we'd use, right? Sober, exactly, Yeah. yeah. But they're, it's all striving, like they've done it on their good works, like I did for two and a half years almost, mm-hmm. just like never giving glory to God, yeah, but I was true. free of yeah, porn. That's true. Yeah. Like, is that person that's free, but it's by striving, are they freer in their heart mm-hmm. than someone who still struggles sometimes? 
but they're pursuing the grace of God? Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. That's a great question. I think though the key thing is, is that again, God is concerned about our heart. So if we are in receiving from him and, and that's our focus, if that's our motivation is to know Jesus and to be known um, and, and really know God in, in the deep of, deepest of intimacy that we possibly can, you know, as, as he's leading us, um, all the outward stuff, that's when things start to change. But if we do the other way, we're not fully engaged with God the way that we should be. And yeah. uh, if anything, it could be a trap. Yeah. Like the, we've talked about this, the difference between sober and healing, you know, like go back and listen to some of those podcasts. I can't remember the episode, but we'll put in the show notes <laughs> if you want. Um, but sobriety versus healing, um, they're two different mindsets, you know, like if you're only focused on sobriety and that's the thing, that's the one thing you're chasing after and you you think that's freedom. Well, we're going to tell you that's, that's not the case. Like sobriety is part of a healing journey. It is not the whole picture. Um, and the whole picture comes in, in a looking at our heart and, and that's why our motivations too, right? If you're only motivated to be sober, well, other areas of your life where you're going to start to see some carryover from that addictive stuff, right? And you're still striving and looking for something. You're not yeah. fully receiving from God still. Yeah, totally. There's a couple of people that we can compare in scripture. There's one that's called the rich, rich young ruler. And he comes to Jesus and he's like, how could I, I forget the words, but inherit eternal life or yeah. get saved or whatever, basically. He, he's like, well, I've done everything. Like he, he listed wanted to pat all, on the back. Exactly. Yeah, like, Good job the, there, young r- rich ruler. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because he listed all the things that he had done in order to get right with God. Yeah. And then Jesus like, go and sell everything, give to the poor. It was, was it's his heart. Issue, there you right? go. Was, exactly. Was his heart. Yeah. Exactly. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Nope. And so you compare that to this guy who, before he met Jesus, he had done everything right. But then he met Jesus and he still wasn't willing, willing to give Jesus his whole heart. That's right. But there's a thief on the cross who never lived a righteous life. Nope. Probably. Probably no, a thief his whole life. He was on the cross probably for what well, he says by his own words. He deserved to be there. Exactly. So enough to be killed. He deserved to die. So he'd done some pretty bad stuff. But he yeah. gave his heart to Jesus and yeah. he was fully accepted. Yeah. And so there's a difference between, like that guy never lived a righteous life. No. But he was fully accepted by God. The rich young ruler lived by outward standards a righteous life. Yeah. But he wasn't accepted because he wasn't given his heart fully. That's right. And one one distinction I want to make, because I know, um, is this. We're not saying that you go and live life however you want. Totally. And that, well, I just accept from Jesus because he fully accepts me and yeah. that's good. And you still live life a certain way. No, that's yeah. what we call cheap grace. Yeah. Um, that's not what we're saying. We're saying your motivation. So, <laughs> like, look at the heart first. That's the key. Um, and as we do that, then in obedience, we're following Jesus in a such more rich way yeah. than if it's just bef- behavior modification, yeah. which it, doesn't work. Yeah, is your motivation to do the right thing in order to feel better about yourself, or is the motivation like I want to give my heart to God? Yeah, I want to be, I want to be free in my heart to be free to love others, to be free to make an impact in this world. Because those are really healthy, amazing motivations. Mm-hmm. But if it's just kind of guilt-driven and I need to do the right thing and you're constantly striving, yeah. you're just there's areas of your heart that probably aren't identified that need to be surrendered. And so we're hope that's why we're hoping that if you were like I was, where you're just like, oh, it's just porn, bad, shouldn't do it, and that's it, because <laughs> that's yeah. where I was, yeah. and that's okay if you're there. But we're hoping to open up your heart a little bit here and give you some other motivations that you can kind of dwell on and pray through so that, yeah, it could just be a healthy approach. And like Brad and saying, it's not cheap grace. It's speaking to, to this, to that person. If you're this person where you're trying 
you're on a healthy journey, but you're still struggling. I just want to give you that grace and lighten the load a little bit. Like God wants your heart. And if you're repentant and if you're constantly trying to give your heart over to Jesus, that's a really healthy motivation. And so when the focus is always like, oh man, I screwed up again. I went a month free and then I screwed up again. Yeah. Like keep that motivation right. Like your motivation is right. You love Jesus. Your 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 heart is his. You're trying to get a healthier heart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. And so the enemy wants to have this diversion tactic where you're so solely focused on the porn. Yeah. But I'd, we want you to keep in mind your motivation. And, and if it's a healthy motivation, don't be distracted when you screw up once. That's right. Because your healthy motivation is where God will work. That's right. And to, to how this plays out, I'll use my life as an example. So when I was more based on my behavior versus an inner motivation to know Jesus more, um, there'd be times where I would be sober for a while. And I'd be like, oh, look at me. Yeah. I'm super spiritual. I'm super spiritual, man. Yeah. I can go do ministry stuff now. People have to listen to me because, man, I got my act cleaned up. Look at me, right? And I would stop engaging with God. Um, I was resting on my laurels, my work. I was, uh, I was lifting myself up, up, not God. And then what would happen? I would stumble. I would trip. I would fall. And then I would feel so bad. And then my motivational well, next time, I'm like, okay, I made it two months this time. Maybe I can go five, right? <laughs> Before mm-hmm. I look at porn again. So my motivation is so based on the numbers, so based on behavior that I can't see past that. Whereas when I actually moved towards freedom and then sobriety became a, a norm for me, but beyond that, I received from God more. My motivation changed. Um, I started to realize through kind of a journey of my own and kind of my own process that God worked in is that you got to look past all that. My motivation became... I want to know Jesus more. I want to have the life that he's called me to, but I want to, I just want to engage with him on a deeper level. I want my heart to be open to him, to receive from him in the healing that I need. I, I had a different motivation. And from that, I had a different desires that came out of that. I mean, I, I was able to paint a picture in my mind of what life would be like walking with Jesus in a deeper way. <clears throat> and that's what I wanted. It wasn't just so much about getting porn out of my life anymore. I wanted to walk with Jesus in a deeper way. And, when that clicked for me, when that actually changed, that's when I started to see real movement in my life in a good way. I started to see um, a complete understanding shift in my life. Like I I saw my value. I saw my worth in God's eyes. It was no longer, oh, I don't want to disappoint people anymore. Became I have value and worth. Um, it, It didn't became about, oh, you know, my outward appearance of trying to look a certain way, which is exhausting. It's exhausting. If you try to got to match up to whatever in your mind, because sometimes we build up in our mind this fake version of ourselves that doesn't exist, that God never called us to live up to, and we can't match up to that. And when this and that, when we don't, then we feel bad on ourselves. You know, we feel really down on ourselves, and then we go back to our drug. So that's why when we have our inner motivations correct, I think that's when we start to see some real shifts in our life, some real change, because God's central in it. It isn't based on, uh, have I done A, B, C, D? You know, and that's that's really a key thing. That's right. Yeah, I remember years ago somebody said, "Man, I I, I would tell myself for years if I could just deal with porn, everything would be okay in my life." And then he was like, "But he, when he said that to me, he was like, I know that that was true, and it wasn't true. Like it's silly, mm-hmm. but that's what you think, right?" And I mean, there's there's multiple guys I could think of where they've said like, "I've quit porn, and it's actually harder now 
Yeah. And the reason is because now you're face to face with all this stuff you've been escaping. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> the emotional turmoil yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And so not to put a damper on your journey. I mean, it's worth it to go through it. It's good but to know though. It's a part of it. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. part of it. But if your motivation is just, I need to quit porn and then I'll feel good. Well, man, part of the journey is getting emotionally and spiritually healthy. Mm-hmm. And so if your motivation is proper, then even once you've quit the behavior, when you deal with all the emotional stuff or the mental stuff, some people it's way more than others. And some people quit porn and, it, and life does get instantly better yeah. for sure. But But you're willing to go through whatever it takes because Jesus is your first love. Because you want his love, because your your motivations are healthy, you want to make an impact in this world, and you believe you can, because because mm-hmm. God is going to work through you and in you. So when your motivation's right, it doesn't just affect your battle with sexual vices, but it's it's whatever you have to go through, and that's why I love this journey is that it sets us up for so much transformation and impact in life in general, holistically in life, where where we get this, we do this journey of getting porn free correctly. Um, and godly and it will spill over in every area of your life because it's really a a journey of transformation of the heart absolutely what are your motivations what's your inner drive here regarding this and please share this episode get the word out the more that you do that the more it helps people and uh, we just that's why we do what we do so you know if you can help us in that that'd be great thank you so much for listening and being part of our tribe and we are so thankful for each one of you Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.